Welcome to the show. It's Brandon Burns. This is the Team Up podcast and vodcast show. If you're listening, a very big welcome to you and also welcome to this week's episode. We'll dive into that very shortly. But just to remind everyone and encourage you all to review us on the iTunes store, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher and many other platforms. And also you can visit us at teamupdigital.com.au and get in contact with us at info at teamupdigital.com.au. So that's enough from us for now, but on to the weekly show. But thanks again, it's Brandon from the Team Up Show, and enjoy. See you on the other side. Okay, welcome back everyone to the Team Up Show, our podcast and vodcast with your host, Brandon Burns. And joined with me is our very special guest, Wes Ward. How are you? Very well, thanks Brandon. Great to be here. Yeah, uh, very exciting. Great innovation you've got. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, well, for those of you listening on our podcast and watching on the vodcast, you can see behind me we've got a photo of Wes up here very looking his best. <laughs> quite pixelated. <laughs> and uh, what I thought I'd share with you all is that today's topic is we're going to talk about blockchain in particular as a technology or really as a concept. I'm very green when it comes to this topic, so I'm actually keen personally to learn more. And we're going to talk to Wes about his, his extensive experience in the digital marketing space, some initiatives that he's got on the go, one of his startups, and then we're also going to drill down and try and extract some really good advice and easy, implementable stuff for startups themselves uh, through Wes's knowledge and experience. So how's that sound, Wes? Pretty good? That sounds like a big uh, <laughs> e- evening we're on for, but uh, no, it sounds great. Um, okay. Yeah, fire away. And, yeah. Um, I'll see what I can do to help. Yeah, beautiful. So those of you watching, we're based out here at Runway Geelong. And those listening, it's a uh, government-backed startup incubator. And Wes has been uh, lucky enough to have one of the startups here in-house. And uh, Enterprise Monkey and Team Up Digital are some tenants here. And um, today, what I thought I'd do is before we get right down to it, I'll get Wes to share with you all his his background, his journey, and what's brought him to... Um, being here today. Here today. Well, uh, well, where do we start, I suppose, <laughs> the big question. Um, I was actually part of uh, the first round mm-hmm. uh, or the first cohort here at Runway, which started back, I think we were applying in April last year. Yeah, well. Uh, that, that's when uh, Runway got going after their, their grant got approved. So yes. that was great news for Geelong and, and also for this area in North Geelong. It's got a real cool sort of um, it does techie industrial vibe totally. about it. And um, it, it's just... It was an idea, you know, the Trusted Food Group, and we'll go on to it later on, but it was just an idea. I'd, I'd been percolating for probably about uh, 18 months, yeah. and I thought, well, if I'm ever going to do it, you know, now's the time, and, and sort of put myself through the ringer and yeah. and see what comes out the other end. So, um, yeah, we're still charging away right now. So, Great. Um, Unreal. So we're still in motion, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a good spot here. So your background is... Marketing predominantly, or no, it's a it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, um, you know, I, I grew up on a farm up at Swan Hill, lovely, and um, and did everything that you do there. But then went away to university and yeah. uh, did a uh, a BCom. That was dare I say before the internet. Yeah, well, just before I might add, and um, and then from there went overseas and worked mm-hmm. there for three years, I think, in perfumery. Of well, all things okay. And the internet was coming then, and then I moved back into um, back, back to Australia and, and back to the farm to help out, and they were setting up a new vineyard. And um, it was at that stage that uh, I did, had studied marketing mm-hmm. at uni as well as, as part of a BCom. So um, when we were there helping set up the, uh, the vineyard and transitioning that, I got a little bit bored. 
started making my own wine and uh, created my own brand and then launched a, a new company from that and started exporting that around the world yeah and uh, sold that about the mid mid 2000s yes but by then I'd already I think 2000 2001 I built my first website Fantastic. and started selling wine from there oh great and uh, so quite early on in the early days the yeah I was a big believer wine. you know just something felt mm. big about digital um that it, you know I, I actually did believe the hype that it could change the world and, and yep. we've seen that yes and um and so the opportunity to be anywhere was you know anywhere in the world so you know you yep. weren't excluded if you're up at swan hill and you didn't have to live in sydney or melbourne yep to participate was really really important and um so as a result, uh, yeah, I sort of went all in on digital after that. So mm-hmm. from about 2006 onwards, I just started learning everything I could and, and formed my own little consultancy company. Yep. And I've been doing that ever since. Fantastic. Up. And so, uh, yeah, I sort of juggle that. I've done everything from SEO to web dev to, you know, uh, CRM stacks, the whole lot. And, yeah. And... Um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, but now I'm really starting to get focused on uh, trusted food and uh, and everything that the next wave of technology uh, pertains. So, yep. um, yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, it's been a busy time. That's great. It's great to hear you've kept yourself up to speed the whole journey too, because yeah. um, that's a broad range of skills and areas. It is. Yeah. You, look, if you're going to be in digital, you got to be a you got to be very curious and, and have the work ethic to want to learn more. Yep. You know, there, there's one thing to be able to do it, but you got to want it. And so um, I get bored really easy. So, so that sort of helps that, yeah. you know, I need to keep reading, learn more, yep. try stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I, I liken digital to like medicine. They say you're a doctor and I'm a doctor of what? <laughs> you know, are, you know, are you just a GP, are you yep. a brain surgeon, are you a liver specialist, kidney specialist? Yep. And digital is no different. It's just so wide yep. and varied when people say they do digital. I say, well... Be more specific, please. You know, yeah, are totally. you a podcaster? Yeah. Are you a videographer? Are you a graphics person? Are you an SEO specialist? Are you a Facebook ads expert? Yep. Are you blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, totally. you can't be an expert at everything. Okay, awesome. So tell me, are you a Ge- you're a Geelong person now. You've been in Geelong for how long now? Uh, yeah, I went to, I did my, finished my school out at Geelong Grammar and uh, just down the road here. And I've been in Ocean Grove for probably about uh, six or seven years now. So um, Great. went back to the coast and uh, yeah, that's been wonderful. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for those of you listening and watching, um, we're going to dive straight into talking about our key topic of the episode, and that is the concept. Um, I don't know if you could call it a concept, Wes, but um, the technology of blockchain. Yep. So what I'll get you to do is, um, you know, put yourself in my shoes, which is pretty green. I'm, 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 I'm aware that it exists, mm-hmm. but however, I'm very unaware of how it's applied and utilised best for business. Yep. Well... It's one of those things, you know, that curious learning and, and, yep. and need to know is uh, you've, one of the talents, I think, in being in technology, especially when you're pushing, is to try and decipher between a fad and a trend. Okay. And, you know, we see fads all the time, the latest Facebook hack, the latest, you know, funnel. Bitcoin? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, latest cryptocurrency, you know. What, what, what's a genuine trend and what's, what's an actual fad? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer that, 
the fourth industrial revolution's upon us and, mm-hmm. and, and the technologies behind it, such as the Internet of Things, yes, you know, blockchain, um, mm-hmm. 3D printing, all those ones, they're, they're absolutely going to change the world and they're already starting to do that. And, uh, but it is still early days, so mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of spectacular crashes in all those areas. Totally. But there's going to be some spectacular successes as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you just got to be prepared to, to have a go yep. and learn and, and use as much as experiences that you've already gained. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I, I look at what's happened over the internet journey since, you know, 1997, mm-hmm. the amount of busts and bubbles that have come along, what's happened to, you know, the, the whole idea of open source software, you know, mm-hmm. WordPress, what a, what a classic, you know, we can build websites without mm-hmm. having to know any code. Yep, you know, they're, totally. they're, they're the sort of innovations. You know, I, I still don't know how to code, but I've built hundreds of websites. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not that difficult now. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at uh, this next wave, um, I'm very bullish on it. I think that blockchain, for, for lack of a better word, it's really a, uh, a big database, but it's a really secure database. So okay. in the current way things are, everything's just on a central centralized spot all the data at a bank is there and they have these big firewalls Mm -hmm. trying to protect hackers from getting in at this central point Mm -hmm. the whole idea of blockchain is is that that they have multiple copies of that same database spread all around the world yes so if you hack one it'll send a note pretty much to everyone else going hey there's an irregularity everyone let's just stop what you're doing really yeah and so that that's how it makes it safer and more trusted it's actually what they call a consensus mechanism. You know, a, a new transaction occurred over here. It's got to be updated across all the nodes. Yep. And if one's out, well, they go, well, hang on, hang on a sec. We won't be doing that. Okay. And so, um, so mm-hmm. really what that means is that we've got a lot of data integrity and a lot of data security. So, mm-hmm. so when you start looking at blockchain, you go, well, what can we do with highly secure data and transactions? Yep. And that's where the exciting things happen. It, you know, you can say all of a sudden we don't need a settlements or clearinghouse because everyone agrees right there in that moment of consensus mm-hmm. that something happened, that you bought a house off me and the title shifted. We don't have to sit in a notary's office anymore mm-hmm. and um, have a third party watch to witness yeah, that totally. happen. And that, that little essence there is what excites me about... Um, mm-hmm the applications of blockchain, not blockchain itself. Mm-hmm. They, they'll keep iterating every... There's, there's already tons of different types of blockchain, just like there's different types of code. You've got JavaScript, yes. JSON, you know, Python, C+, all these different languages mm-hmm. of technology. Blockchain won't be any different. And eventually the cream will rise to the top. Yeah, totally. And, and, so, and, and that's normal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so talk to me about the biggest... Uh, problem or pain point that blockchain has solved that would resonate uh, with their audience? So something really obvious or known mainstream that has been improved significantly that was pretty bad by the use of blockchain? Well, I think if we take a step back and Mm -hmm. and really get a a helicopter view, the way I look at the internet, you've got to look at the internet before Mm -hmm. you even look down at that. And and really, in my, my worldview, there's three internets. Yep. Okay, so the first one is the Internet of Information, the one that we know, you know, the publishing internet, you know, where we can email and exchange data files mm-hmm. and talk and do exactly what we're doing here today. We'll be yes, able to, so that's the information internet. The second one is the Internet of Things, 
Okay, mm-hmm. so you've heard a little bit about that. We're talking about machines being able to talk to each other, sensors, mm-hmm. all sorts of tracking technology. That's starting to evolve. Telstra's gone all in on that one. They're already mm-hmm. launching services and advertising those already. So they're going to be big in, in applications such as agriculture. You know, you talk about weather sensors out in vineyards like ours up at the yes. farm. Yes. Those transmitting data, we can prove that an event happened, that there was a hailstorm or mm-hmm. there wasn't, those sorts of things. But the third one is then what I call the Internet of Trust or the Internet of Value, and that's where blockchain plays. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about the Internet of Value, one of the biggest problems with the information Internet is duplication. Mm -hmm. So when we look at, uh, you know, those early models, remember Napster? I don't know if Mm -hmm. you remember those guys, all the music piracy. It was I had a copy of a music file on my computer. I'd send it to yours. I've actually duplicated it because it's still on my after Correct. I've got a copy, you've got a copy, yep. and um, and that duplication um, really destroyed a lot of business models, and it wasn't fair on you know artists etc. Yep. like that. But where when we talk about uh, blockchain and the Internet of Value, mm-hmm. we can create something like a, a single file, be it a music file, be it a security, whatever. I send it to you; it's gone from me forever, just like a physical device. Yeah, well, so. That's what's really, really exciting about blockchain because it's that moment where there is no duplication mm-hmm. and I, I call it singularity for lack of a better word and, and that's what it's solved from the original internet mm-hmm. is it got over this problem of duplication yeah. because all of a sudden people are going to actually own something in the digital space and actually have value attached to it, right. whatever that is. I'm so right. it could be the title to your house. Yes. So we could actually... You could actually sell my, if, you know, your house is listed on the blockchain yep. and the certificates are all there and, and, and uh, you know, regulated that way, you could sell me the house and, I, you know, we exchange without needing notaries or anything, any, mm-hmm. any intermediaries to prove that that transaction occurred. So me pressing that send button is kind of an important it means decision. It. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> the nuclear button. <laughs> or maybe I could pull it back halfway. Yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, no, that, no, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> That's a really good uh, explanation. So it brings me to the next point, and that is with your startup, TrustedFoodGroup.com, yep. mm-hmm. um, and this is specific to the wine industry, I believe? Yeah. It, look, it's got all sorts of industrial well, applications yeah. in agriculture, but primarily we're talk- targeting the uh, wine industry. That's my background, our family's uh, background there. We, we own a 150-acre vineyard. Any specific type of wine that you guys produce? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a good mix. It's about 60% red uh, being Shiraz and Cabernet and um, the usual suspects in white being Chardonnay, Bitter Sav Blanc. And, um, Your personal uh, favourite? Um, I think, uh, look, I'm a bit of a favourite for uh, Cab Sav, but uh, the reds, the Shiraz are really, really bold and very, very red. So that's probably our thing where mm-hmm. we are is the depth of colour is probably our little hook uh, up there. But, mm-hmm. um, but see, even identifying the compounds that make that colour, you know, if I wrote it down on a report and send it mm-hmm. to someone, they could go, well, how do I know that's true? Yep. Okay. Totally. But if that data was verified by a third-party analyst mm-hmm. and locked in the blockchain, that's it. You know, yep. you can't rewrite history. And that's the whole point of the blockchain yep. is data integrity. Okay, so, so when we look at trusted data, you know, yes. it's, it's making sure that the inputs are scrutinised, but once they've gone through that scrutiny, which most most 
industries have that already, mm-hmm. but it's the problem. It's the storage of the data afterwards, yep. isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah, we get hacked. Someone tampers with the records, the electoral records, the voting intentions, mm-hmm. you name it, you know, um, market research poll results. You know, if any, if any areas are potentially open to fraud, mm-hmm. you name it. And so the area that I focus on is food fraud and, and brand fraud over in um, areas that experience a lot of it. And so North Asia experiences a lot of that. Okay, so give me a dulled down version of, yeah, exactly what's taking place in North Asia yep. and how Trusted Food Group solves yep. the problem. Okay, so a classic example, I, I found it on the web uh, two days ago, actually, and it was from last week. Mm-hmm. Penfolds had 50,000 bottles of their top-end wines copied and sold through distribution outlets in China. And there was okay, only- when you say copied, just... Uh, different wine with the same label? Yeah, or? absolutely. Imitation. Just it completely... Not taste? Compl- it's still red wine. Yeah. But they were passing off as penfolds. Okay, well, yeah. so and that's extremely and damaging to their brand potential. Absolutely. So, you know, and we're talking about, you know, categories from $50 US up to $1,200. Well, you know, so we're talking the real brand sensitive area and, and where it really means something. People value... Uh, uh, you know, a world-class brand like Penfold. So, mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it's attracting, you know, the, the counterfeiters to be able to try and rip it off and, and, yep. and scam the money. So if the consumer can't trust in their marketplace, they're not going to buy. So mm-hmm. it's damaging not only to the brand, it's damaging to the sales. So how, does, how do you solve that problem? So part of uh, our solution is complete transparency on the origin and the transit and the consumption of a wine, okay? Mm-hmm. And so every event we i have always seen the the supply chain or the value chain as we call it in ag um as a series of events you know Mm. we 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 prune the vines you know we we grow them and then that's recorded somehow is it yeah and and a lot of this stuff's already recorded on computers but um you know horticultural management systems you know logistics tracking systems all those the data's already there. It's a matter of consolidating it and working with it and, and getting it locked away. Yep. So um, at the other end, uh, you know, the consumer's got to have access to that information. Okay, so, so you're opening up yeah, transparency for the ab- consumer. Absolutely. So yep. once they know that what they're buying is exactly what they're getting, Yep. and in particular in an e-commerce trade environment, it's even riskier again. Like it's one thing to go down to a shop and... And, you know, buy there and you're a little bit uncertain. But when you're in an e-commerce environment, yep. um, you know, you're just relying on pixels. So who, um, who is most attracted to this, this concept and this way of doing things? Is it, I would argue that the consumer is probably less relevant because if they have a bad experience once. They're not going to think that, oh, blockchain could solve my problem directly. Mm. But is it more appealing to the winemaker it's and the bit, wine stockist or the seller? Yeah, or? yeah. Look, good question. It's a bit of both. Like yeah. in Australia, we don't experience the levels of you know fraud and disruption, and yep. and we certainly rarely have a health scare. You know, I think mm-hmm. there were some berries a couple of years ago, right, something yep. like that. Um, gets everyone a bit jittery. Um, we're lucky. We're a highly regulated environment, and genuinely, we don't tend to fear or question what we buy. Yep. as an issue it's not always the case in other markets right. so that's the first thing um you know from a producer's point of view when we're talking about brands you know obviously they want to protect their brand mm-hmm. um you know and so these mechanisms are designed to do that but where where we're really getting some traction is actually in the 
the differentiation that it provides the brand. You know, okay. that if a particular wine is now officially in a, a trusted wine, yeah. they're different to everything else on the market. And so mm-hmm. from the producer's point of view, when you're in an international market, differentiation is is really, really important. Yep. Because, you know, one of the things Australia cannot rely on anymore is saying we're, oh, we're clean and green, so go with Australia because Kiwis are doing it. Canadians are doing it, Americans are doing it, the French are doing it, so tell Scandinavians me. are doing it. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, what's going to make us different other than clean and green? And yeah. so this is this is as much a tech play on how to differentiate mm-hmm. and protect our producers as much as protect their customers. Yeah, totally. Mm. Okay, so um, it brings a bit of honesty to a brand as well, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. It takes two to tango. So it's yeah. not it's not just at the uh, distribution, retail and consumption end where fraud, it, it means everyone's got to play the game. And, yep. and that means that producers, you know, there's, there's no wiggle room there. You know, mm. if you, you play on the Trusted Food platform, mm-hmm. everyone plays. So um, is it... Uh, how's how's the startup going? You know, have you got clients actually using the system yet, or are you? Yeah, it's a funny one because it, it is such a, a big um, beast. It's sort of like the old yeah. analogy of eating an elephant. You just yes. one bite at a time. But uh, we've we've got through our proof of concept stage. Yep, and uh, we're very very pleased uh, where things are tracking right now. Yep. Um, not one to actually go and run out to industry and say sign up, sign up when there's nothing to use right now. Yep. So we're going through a case of um, uh, uh, squirreling some funds together right now. Yep. And um, and then we'll be building out our commercial uh, release. Right. And so then then we've got targeted clients already that in principle will go. Yep, uh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Come back when there's something we can actually use. So mm-hmm. so that's where we are. The first thing is to make sure we know we can do it. Yep. And then, um, and we've, we've ticked that box. Mm-hmm. So now it's a case of, right, oh, now we need to um, gather some resources to start rolling it out. So, um, so that's where we are at the moment. Okay, mm. great. So um, with that in mind and with a pretty comprehensive description of blockchain and how it's applied, which is great, thank you, Wes. Yep. Um, for those of you listening and watching, you, you may or may not know, Wes has um, obviously got a big background in, in digital and, and marketing. And what I thought I'd ask him is, what are some key tips um, and implementable things that you can give to a startup or entrepreneur starting on their journey to help them really gain some momentum and, and, and do something important right first that's, that's easy to implement, it's not really complex, not overwhelming? What would you say, you know, two or three key things to really prioritise first? So, so someone looking at entering the industry yeah, as like, a consultant yeah. or well, as a no, business wanting to execute some digital strategy well i actually reckon um an individual who's who's starting a startup so this could be someone that's got a varied background but is embarking upon right i've got to do a bit of everything here i've got to have a finance angle i've got to have a marketing angle i've got to have you know no no i get it look whether you're in digital or not i think i'm always massive on you've got to be really clear about what you're doing and who you're helping Mm-hmm. You know, because there's got to be a clear level of value. And so okay. so in order to execute anything, you've got to be able to communicate value. Yep. And so a lot of people run away and start building this thing and da-da-da-da-da and it's great and then fall flat because no one's interested in it. Yep. Yeah, so the idea of going through and being able to present it to one buyer, mm-hmm. one client and say, yes, I'd take that, 
it, it took me well over a year to get that right mm-hmm. before we did one line of code. Well, wow. like, like it's just a constant process of, oh, is this the right way? This the right way? This the right way? And and our solution is is not single bullet. Like there's about five various technologies that we use, including biotechnology, mm-hmm. to do this. And like just the recent, it took me eight months just to work out which biotech direction to take. Yep. You gotcha. know, so, um, but once you've done the work, it's really, really easy to communicate it and communicate it with conviction. Yep. And if you don't have that clarity and conviction, no one's going to believe you'll be able to pull it off. Okay, so be crystal clear on who you're helping. Yep, and the value you bring. Okay, the value you bring. All right. So when, when you're in a B2B environment, mm-hmm. okay, which is a lot easier, I might add. I love B2B because it's, it's a really simple equation. It's either how can you help them make money or save them money mm-hmm. and to a lesser degree, you know, reduce risk. Mm-hmm. They're your three variables in a B2B environment. So if you're building out a solution, how can you help them do something more efficiently, yes. which is really playing to the save money mm-hmm. aspect or save resources, or how is it increasing the chances of like conversions? So that's a yep. make money side of things. How is it to generate more leads? That's another make money scenario. How can we consolidate reporting or... Or, you know, onboard people quicker. That's a save money sort of environment. So yep. when you really, really distill it down in those that level of simplicity, it sort of helps. But you've got to be really, really clear on who you're talking to. Yep, you gotcha. Know, there, there'll be multiple stakeholders. So just be clear that they are different. Yep, unreal. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, this has been great. This has uh, flown. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've been going nearly uh, 30 minutes. But um, if you're still listening, which I hope you are, you better be. wake up. No, yeah. <laughs> um, what I might say now is, is, is there anything in particular that I haven't asked you or that you'd love to add um, for our audience um, on their startup journey and as an entrepreneur and anything, uh, any parting words to really help? Look, look I think if you've got any uh, tech chops at all, um, I'd seriously be getting on board with the whole new wave of blockchain and, and the associated technologies because there's going to be a, a big shift over the next 15 years and there's going to be a lot of businesses that will just want help, mm-hmm. you know, just like it was 10 years or 15 years ago with the internet. There was businesses that just want a website. Yep. You know, there's no one around to do it. So there's plen- yep. plenty of work available there just setting up basic websites. It didn't have to be, yep. you know, a $2 million e-commerce store or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But but I see, you know, oodles of opportunity right now in this space for people who are prepared to do the work, actually learn and understand and keep up with the change because it's, it's, we're already on the third generation of blockchain already. So, yep. so, you know, you've got to be prepared to do the work. Yep. But I think the rewards will be there and you'll certainly have a, a job for life. So um, that, that would be my advice if you're uh, technically inclined. Okay, unreal. Well, Wes Ward from the trustedfoodgroup.com. That's where everyone can head to find out more, correct? Absolutely. Yep, thanks for your time and we'll see you all on the other side. Thanks for having me. Another amazing episode here on the Team Up Show. Thanks so much to our wonderful guests. That's it for now, guys. But don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes Store, on Stitcher and Spotify. And to get in touch with us, maybe you want to be one of our next guests or maybe you've got some suggestions for our content. We're more than happy to hear from you. You can email through at info at teamupdigital.com.au and find us across social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. 
For now, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode.